construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Botter and Scott McLeod. Well, it is indeed the Flagstick Podcast, and I am indeed Jeff Botter, publisher of Flagstick Golf Magazine, flagstick.com, and... Uh, the Flagstick Podcast is brought to you this week by Ping Golf Canada. If you're looking to improve your game, then you really need to check out the new, the entire family of uh, G425 drivers, fairway woods, irons, and hybrids at ca.ping.com. With me, as always, and back from the uh, eastern journey, preceding the western journey, <laughs> it's like the man. The man is on uh, on tour right now. Scott McLeod, good to have you back. Good to be back <laughs> doing a podcast. Yeah, thanks, bud. Uh, it was a good trip east. Enjoyed that little uh, tour around New Brunswick for some travel content coming up. And as you mentioned, uh, heading out to British Columbia next week. So. Uh, yeah, a little bit of uh, travel happening these days, but uh, that's a good thing. It is. You had to, um, now, let, let's just, uh, before we get into uh, the, the podcast and, and you know, all the, the great things that the podcast is going to have going on this week, but uh, let's just kind of s- summarize the uh, the trip to New Brunswick yeah. as, uh, as best you can, because <clears throat> we are going to get into sure. the whole New Brunswick travel um uh, trip in more detail in an upcoming podcast not this one but yeah definitely. Um, you just got back we took a week off the podcast people want to know what the heck is going on where were we <laughs> i mean they missed their podcast episode 21 was delayed why well uh i made my way down to uh do new brunswick as you mentioned uh with a couple of fellow golf writers tim baines who you know well <laughs> uh jeff brooke as well outstanding uh, great, golfer great time tim down baines there guy. Yeah, Adam Chamberlain, who's the director of golf down at uh, Gowan Bray, had reached out to us a couple of years ago now to talk about a, a, a media trip and going to New Brunswick just to showcase some of the golf courses down there. And uh, unfortunately, with the pandemic, that got delayed uh, and we ended up, you know, make, making it happen. So I uh, yeah. headed down, played Gowan Bray, which I hadn't played before, which is pretty excited to get there. Dropped in, saw our uh, friend Chris Lermoth at Miramichi, uh, was able to see him there. And then zipped across the province, a little four and a half hour drive down <laughs> to St. Andrews, uh, played down in Algonquin, over to Fredericton for West Hills, uh, a Huxham design there, took in the Harvest Festival, the music festival. So my ears were ringing for a little bit and then uh, finished up with uh, Fox Creek, uh, where the manager there, Eric Sargent, actually grew up in Canada. Uh, believe it or not. And uh, yeah, it was a good trip, uh, a quick trip, obviously. Uh, and, you know, we'll get into more details in a future episode. But uh, yeah, that's that's where I was. That's where I was away last week. And then uh, next week, headed out to Whistler uh, to check out some new products for Adidas Golf Canada. So there you go. So those that were wondering, now you know, do we find this a reasonable excuse to not do a podcast? <laughs> yes, we do. We do, because... There just isn't any time. It's so, hard. It, yeah, 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 for sure. But we'll have we'll have more details on that in in an upcoming uh, episode of the podcast because it's going to be uh, there'll be some interesting stories and some interesting discussions. I'm sure about yeah. uh, all the golf and some guests, maybe some guests as well. So. That would be nice. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Speaking of guests, um, we don't have one on this episode of the podcast, but we we're talking about this. And as we start to progress into the off season months of golf, uh, right. especially around here, um, the podcast is going to begin to evolve a little bit as well. 
because we're not going to have the tournaments uh, to wrap up the events to wrap up because, you know, I mean, maybe unless there's a snow event you know, or an <laughs> ice event, we might jump on that. So we're going to try to bring on more guests throughout the off season into sure. the podcasting, you know, to get a little bit more perspective from some people, some interviews mm-hmm. and some conversations, you know, yeah. put a third box on the YouTube window here and a third voice on the, uh, on the audio be uh, kind of an interesting and cool. Yeah, well, they've got, uh, you know, they've got some issues as well. I mean, it's hard to get guests sometimes during the summertime because they're quite busy. Yeah. Uh, so we don't want to obviously put any extra pressure on their schedule. But uh, certainly we have some people that have wanted to come on the podcast and people that we want to bring on the podcast uh, for our audience. So uh, look forward to doing that in the uh, the next coming months. Okay, so now as we dive into this podcast, we're also getting into winding down the season. So on the front nine, we're going to be talking um, about some events that have uh, that have uh, wrapped up, and yep. uh, we, there's quite a few of them. So you know, bear with us through that. We'll push through them and get you some details. Um, on the also on the back nine, uh, Jake came's back again this week with another tip. This one on uh, is a driver tip, and mm-hmm. we, there's never we can never get a shortage of driver tips. So I'm curious to see what Jake's got uh, got in store for us this week. Um, we're also going to talk President's Cup. It would be silly of us not to. Uh, the President's Cup is this week. In fact, as we are recording this podcast, the President's Cup is set to begin this afternoon. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're going to, you know, we're not going to break it down. We're not going to be your typical Golf Channel talking heads here, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to get uh, a look at, you know, who's participating, who's not participating, maybe a little bit of why, um, maybe not any why um and <laughs> just some uh, thoughts on it overall for sure. exactly and then in the back and we're also going to have a little product watch uh, feature something different uh as is um kind of a trend lately with the podcast is uh to do something i guess, a little I, guess different. I guess different is the new normal yeah i guess so i guess so you know it's not it's product watch not equipment watch let's re- let's remember that Correct. it's not golf equipment in your bag watch it's product watch so no. keep that in mind when you're thinking about this product no, it's not some putting cup that you can use while you're sitting on the toilet seat. Um, okay, so we're going to do all that this week of the podcast. It's going to be an awesome show, but let's get things kicked off with the front nine brought to you, as always, by our good friends at Metcalf Golf Club, a natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Uh, looking for fun golf at a great rate. Say 15% when you prepay, visit MetcalfGolf.com to book. Also take a look at uh, Metcalf's website uh, for, uh, you know, fall promos and deals because it is fall golf mm-hmm. season. And Metcalf does tend to have some really nice foliage uh, this time of year. Um, and it does. Uh, one of those golf courses, it's kind of cool, even though not a lot of elevation out there, they do have a lot of trees. Um, which yeah, is indicative by the leaf a, yeah. in their logo. Yeah, exactly. I think they have an equipment sale on right now in the pro shop. Uh, so people might want to check that out too. There you go. So All right. Paying attention. Scott, Scott, yes. Scott let's <laughs> dive in. And we're going to dive yeah. in by uh, shamelessly self-promoting our own event. <laughs> Look, at this was a big deal because this was, was two years in the making. This took two yeah. years for us to, you know, with all the COVID stuff and, and just logistics of trying to get this thing happening, we finally... Um, you know, managed to get the uh, flagstick two ball championship done. And, you know, it was a new event. It was a different format. It was a very unique format. I'm sure that there's not too many people that have played that specific kind of format. Lots of people have played stable for lots of people have played uh, combined, uh, 
score team stuff but this was kind of a combination of both it was combined team score stableford scoring system mm-hmm. modified stableford scoring system designed specifically to encourage um you know pushing the point you know get, let's go deep we had yeah. the perfect golf course for this type of event at the brothel country club who were graciously our host um you know stayed with us through the last two years of getting this thing off and and we we did it and um it was awesome. It mm, really was, it was awesome. Fun. Now it was a runaway victory, which we will find out in the you know in the overall. But sure. I don't see that in the future. I don't see that happening. I see this was the first year for the event. There was a little bit more, um, you know, and, and the two guys that won, which we'll talk about, very familiar with the golf course, which which certainly yeah, helped helps. when you're playing well and you're playing well on a golf course that you know like the back of your hand, um, you know. Those two things go hand in hand, and the points uh, started accumulating pretty rapidly. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, there's uh, you got to remember too; it's a learning curve as far as playing this event as well. Uh-huh. And I mean, that was a discussion. We'll we'll talk about the winners in a little bit, but in a discussion with them and how they went about playing it, uh, a lot of players sort of took this on and almost thought it was like a scramble or something. But yeah. you're playing your own ball, and you're allowed to take certain risks to basically try and score, but. Some people maybe took too big of risks and end up losing some points. So I, I think there's a learning curve here too because the format is new and is something different. And I heard that from a number of teams and a number of players that said, hey, you know what, next year uh, I'm going to play yeah. this a little bit differently. The, as you said, the golf course was perfect for it. It really came down to you know the players dictating the result, not the golf course, uh, which is fantastic. That's exactly what we want. Uh, but certainly for them learning how to play play this format and and realizing that you know it's not a scramble it, it's not a better ball you know it, it is a combined stable for there's a just a different way to play it uh to maximize your scoring well yeah and and what we ended up finding out with the results was while while there was a bit of a runaway in in the division one um right. the division two was there was not a runaway i mean this Came thing this last, thing was right down to the final pot on the you know yeah. and and it was this this what what's great about this event is that one of the teams that had a chance to win was was uh, Hayden Underhill and uh, and his father mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and and Hayden is a plus two handicap right. collegiate player outstanding golfer his dad is an eleven you know a decent golfer combine them together and they almost you know they almost won their division. Sure, you know, an A and a C yeah. played in B, and we saw how it exactly. kind of neutralized. And that is exactly exactly yeah. what we were going for right. with this event. And that's not always going to work out that way that it's so close throughout the whole division. But this is exactly what we wanted. We wanted, we didn't want this to be your typical scramble or best ball event where you're trying to get, you know, your partner has to be a good golfer as well for you to ha- have a shot at winning, whether right. it's your division or the overall. Mm-hmm. You can have an enjoyable, competitive weekend of golf with somebody who might not be as good a golfer as you are, and you're both going to be competitive as a team. And that's yeah. what we were going for. And that's exactly what we got. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you know, we want to, I mean, we're going to talk about the results, but thank you very much to Brockville Country Club uh, yeah. for hosting uh, the meal um on saturday night was outstanding it was chicken and ribs it was it was delicious yeah, great great feedback from everybody on yeah. that yeah and they've only you know and, and and jason walmark the the gm has basically said you know they want to up 
up the ante again next year. We know the field is going to be bigger and stronger next year because we got one under a belt and people are already talking about it. And that's exactly what you go for, you know, in this type of thing is it was new. It was unique. It was different. How's it going to go over? What's the feedback going to be like? Let's get this thing happening. We'll worry about how many people are participating in year two and three and four. The Flagstick Open started the same way, small and grew and grew and grew. And now there's 100 people on a waiting list to get into it. And I mean, if I open registration for the Flagstick Open tomorrow, it would be sold out by Mm. the end of the week. So I'm expecting this is going to be, you know, a similar thing. It's just going to keep growing. Uh, we got great support and sponsorship. We got great support in in hosting, and we'll have great support from the from the players as well, especially ones coming from you know far away. We had, you know, Owen Rigg and his uh, his partner uh, Louis from they came from Northern Ontario again. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we had two, we had teams from uh, we had players from Windsor, Timmins, you know, coming in from all over, and and uh, you know that's really good to see, and it's I think that's a testament as well to. Uh, you know, the quality of the, the events that we've run in the past as far as the flags to go and the players wanting to come. So, yeah, people, put that on your calendar. Early okay. September next year, you know, we'll be back with the Flagstick Two-Ball Championship. Exactly. Okay, Scott, why don't you pop out the results and then yeah. we'll move on to our next uh, topic. All right, well, uh, dominating, obviously, as we mentioned, Adam Folko, who's a seven-time club champion at Rockville Country Club, and, and Phil Patterson, obviously, uh, you know, familiar to a lot of people in, in the Ottawa Valley as a, as a champion golfer as well, and, you know, played played Rockville many, many times. These guys were just on their game. Uh, I think they were 68 and 70 on their own golf balls the very first day, but, you know, they racked up 101 points for the weekend. They actually won the title by 40 three points uh unbelievable great play they didn't lose a lot of points which is what we mentioned before uh they played very smartly they played you know for the worst case they were going to make a bogey they weren't going to make a double and they didn't make a double all week uh you know which is obviously the you know the area where you get into losing points um you know and and they prevailed over jeremy boyd michael riley uh who were from the club they ended up winning the division one title and uh division two uh, that was where the close battle uh, was, as you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ken and Hayden Underhill just sort of uh, unfortunately had a, a bad last hole and then had to kind of wait and see what was going to happen. And then Hugh Hammond and Alistair Hart. Alistair Hart uh, made a clutch birdie on 17. The boys made a couple of nice pars on 18 to get the Division Two win under their belt. And then in Division Three, Matt Ward and Shane Melcher, uh, they combined for 26 points and won by 15. They were really played very solidly as well. Again, avoiding mistakes, avoiding big mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make a bogey, don't make a double bogey. You yeah. know what? You're you're gonna you're gonna be you know zero points, but you know double that's when you start losing points. So well, uh, that was the know. format, right? We made it perfectly clear the way we set up the point structure for the event, that if you kept the double off your card, you wouldn't right. lose anything. Exactly. And if you could just squeeze out pars and, and bogeys for majority of your round, maybe get the odd birdie, you'd, you'd accumulate points because it was one point for a par as opposed to right. a normal, normal stable for par zero. Right. Exactly. You lo- usually yeah. lose one shot for a bogey and you, you lo- yeah. usually lose two or three for a double. So yeah. we modified the scoring. We we altered the course setup so that it, it was set up the same for every single division. So if this was your typical ABC flight kind of tournament, the C flighters, the D flighters would play a different golf course because it'd be a different length. Brockville allowed us the opportunity to set this golf course up our own way 
so that all three divisions played the same tees, which meant that all three divisions were eligible for the overall title. Whether that made logistical sense or not, that the C could beat an A, or a C could uh, Division Three could win and Division One would finish second or third, uh, we don't know. We didn't know what was going to happen, but we made ha- it so that it, it was happen. possible. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. Um, okay, good, good stuff. Less on that. More on Curtis Barkley. Yeah, again. yeah. I mean, the, you know, Curtis is. Just an, he's an amazing human being for one thing. Yeah, the guy sure. is an awesome guy, um, and uh, his golf speaks for itself. And he has successfully, um, you know, repeated as the champion of the uh, Canadian All Abilities. He's the Canadian All Abilities champion. Yeah. Um, that he won that title. He repeated as champion up at the Essex uh, Golf and Country Club. Yeah, he did, uh, you know, had a great first round. I believe he was 67 in the first round. Um, you know, followed it up, I believe, 71. Uh, again, you know, a repeat championship for him there. You know, one of the top 10 ranked players in the world in the EDGA, as far as golfers with a with a disability, as they call it. But, you know, I like the Canadian All Abilities Championship. I like that yeah. name better. Um, got, got his uh, name on another trophy. So congratulations, Curtis. Uh, looking forward to seeing uh, more out of him yeah. and uh, good to see, especially on a golf course like Essex as well. Yeah. Um, storied golf course um, down in the Windsor area, uh, not an easy golf course. So, you know, for him to win the title uh, again and to do it the way he did, that's, that's um, props to him. And uh, Natasha Stasiak, I should mention, who's not from Eastern Ontario, but is from Ontario. Uh, she won the women's title. So congratulations to her as well. Awesome. No, no, she a repeat? Uh... She is a repeat yeah, winner okay. there as well. So nice. yeah. Very good. Um, Golf Canada's Next Gen Series. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about that for a second because um, you know, obviously we have some local content in that and yeah. some local success in that. Yeah, it was actually happened down in uh, Hampton, New Brunswick. I was down east, so I, it was good because I was going back and forth with some of the people over there. I knew what weather they were dealing with. They were dealing with some high winds and things over there. Uh, we had a couple of our favorite rules officials, Jerry Bauer and Gail Faulkner, were over <laughs> there uh, helping out with that championship. And uh, Carly Mayer uh, from Lansdowne actually won the the uh, Bantam Girls title. She finished third, I believe, overall. And then Isaiah Ibbett, who plays out of the uh, Camelot Golf Club from Orleans, uh, finished third overall in the boys. So uh, that's one of eight uh, next-gen championships that's happening across the country uh, now. That's a great series. They have one event left to play. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a good um, it's a good series in the fact that it gets some of the younger golfers out playing national-level events against a lot of their peers. Uh, it's all now part of the system that's going to help identify uh, good, young, quality golfers younger so that, uh, you know, they can be uh, seen and ex- get exposure to the game, exposure to top coaches and so forth. Uh, but, uh, you know, great success there by Carly and Isaiah. Nice. Okay. Um, the uh, flagstick.com PGA of Ottawa tour, I think has finally wrapped it up yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Um, and the fall championships uh, took place and, you know, great to see this because I, I, I <laughs> this um, is a cool finish. This is this is awesome. Gord Percy, yeah, um, won the main division, and uh, he's a in, senior, and he's a senior in a two-hole right. playoff uh, with James Spiernick. Uh, yep. Both of them shot sixty-eight in, yeah. during in regulation. I, I mean, Gord, we know is a phenomenal golfer. Gord doesn't play a ton of golf, mm-hmm. so when you're able to kind of just, <laughs> you know, reach in and grab the sticks. 
head out to a golf course that I mean, yes, Gord's quite familiar with with he's, uh, the, he's the GM and head and yeah, head bro I, there. So, I mean, yeah. it, it, that it makes it even better. Yeah, I mean, you can get up and go to work every day, and and your membership's <laughs> pretty freaking happy with you yeah. right now, right? Yeah, for sure. It was it was good to, uh, good to see that, especially you know when you're on your home course. Uh, you know, that's kind of nice to see. And, and uh, you know, Gord posted his 68 early and then had to kind of wait and see what was going to happen. Uh, James had it to three under heading into 18, the par three there, managed the par, uh, two hole playoff, like I said, and uh, Gord picked up to win. And Gord, you know, people are not familiar. He's the uh, president also of the PGO Canada. So he's doing a lot of traveling, doing a lot of different things. Uh, I'm not sure if he is at president's cup he might be actually headed down there or or there already uh, i know he's had a heavy heavy travel schedule this year and uh not playing a lot so that that was good to see for sure and you know especially in the main division as well yeah and and, and of course daryl uh daryl buchanan bucky bucky, yeah. bucky <clears throat> pulls out a senior division victory gotta like that congrats bucky yeah, for sure. Uh, good win there. Uh, not a deep, deep field there. And and uh, I think he was four over, I think, to, to win that. I know the golf course uh, was in great shape, despite the fact there's a lot of rain yeah. uh, there of late. But uh, good comments from the players as well. And, um, you know, that wraps up the, uh, you know, the singles yes. uh, events. And yes. then, uh, we have, of course, the uh, Ping Challenge Cup. Ping, look, Ping yeah, Challenge. Ping. To look yeah, to look forward to on October 3rd, 4th. <laughs> yes, uh, it's going to be fun. At Highlands, it's uh, now going to have a two-day format. And yep. uh, the uh, captains from the head pros <clears throat> versus the captain of the assistant pros. And we'll, we'll see how the battle goes. What are we at now, anyways? I don't, uh, I don't know. know off the top I know, of my head. I, I, I know we've won a lot. Oh yeah, I don't know. the trophy's right over there in my uh, in my <laughs> office. I, I, just, I, I think that trophy me. sat in my office for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, you know, I mean, it was it was a sympathy give. I, oh, okay. I, I let you right. hold on to it. Wow. While, uh, you know, I had some. I didn't have enough space. We might have to do trophy. a live podcast or something. From, that would be. You know there. what? We should because we don't. They're using Golf Genius to do the scoring, and right. We usually just kind of ride around in the cart. <laughs> Drink so, coffee. <laughs> drink coffee. So maybe once we do the of, pairings, yeah. Although we'll one, we'll have we'll have something different this year with the overnight. Yeah. So we'll be able to do some pairings overnight and make some adjustments. Oh, we could do like the uh, singles pairing uh, uh, pairing uh, draw. Yeah. Overnight. Yeah. yeah. Now we're talking. Now we're right. talking. I, 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 I smell a fun podcast. I do. Now speaking of team events, the Gordon Cup. Yes. Um. Uh, was on the same weekend as the Flagstick Two Ball. Yep. And um, how fitting is this? The Pembroke mm. Golf Club is celebrating its 100th anniversary. Congratulations, Dan Shields. Yeah. Um, and they host the Gordon Cup. Yeah. And they win yeah. the Gordon Cup. Now, yeah. I mean, you script it. You can't script it better than that. I'm sorry yeah. for the other clubs that didn't win. But when you're yeah. scripting a 100th anniversary hosting <laughs> of a major, huge Team Valley event yeah. and the host team wins. Yeah. That's I mean, how this it's is, supposed to happen. You know, this is a uh, Upper Ottawa Valley event for people who are not familiar, but it's been happening for over 90 years. Uh, you know, one of the longest running team competitions in Canada. You know, there's several others that uh, are maybe a little bit older. Quinny Cup, I think, started in 1921, but um, huge event up there. It is a point of pride within all the clubs that participate. And uh, I believe Pembroke as well set a record 
score as well. I know in day one, they had no scores outside the 70s, which is pretty darn impressive for the team. So uh, congratulations to them, not only for, you know, but winning it, but also setting record scoring in an event that's uh, super historic. So as you said, uh, that's good for Shieldsy and, and the gang oh, yeah. up there. Big time. Um, you know, he's a great guy. Everybody knows him as a great host. And uh, I'm sure there were some, uh, maybe some beverages enjoyed up there. And that everybody a, probably had a That was great, a Pembroke time. pate. Yeah, exactly. That, was, that would so, have been insane. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, congratulations to the the team from Pembroke and and for everyone who qualified for the teams from the other yeah, clubs as well. It's not easy to do. No, not one bit. Not one bit. Okay, uh, OVJ Junior uh, Junior OVJ Cup. Yeah. Um, also on the same weekend as the as the. It two was ball. a busy weekend. Yeah, it was. It was indeed. Um, the uh you know that all got wrapped up so mm-hmm. we're, i think the ovga is kind of um wrapped yeah, just up the, there just season. the tournament just, of champions yeah. left to go and that's uh i believe next week so yeah but for the juniors that's that's sort of the wrap up for them as far as individual head-to-head competition now i'm just going to uh rather than do a whole winner 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 um all uh-huh. the results of this are on flagsick.com but they just are. congratulations to um, all of the uh, girls and boys uh, in all of the categories for the season, because yeah. you know it's it's more than just one event. Um, and uh, the uh, um, the OVGA for a great season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, to check out all the results and all the names of the winners yeah. of each of the divisions, because there's quite a few. Uh, yeah. Just head over to flagstick.com and you'll see it there. Yeah, and I, I think what we'll do some point here too, I know I've talked to Jim Davidson, who's in charge of the uh, the OBJ uh, junior development. Uh, I've talked to him about him popping on the podcast oh, and talking yeah, about their awesome. season as well. Uh, you know, some of their plans of what they're doing with the structure uh, of the development program and, uh, you know, maybe get some insight from him. And uh, yeah, we look forward to that. And he's agreed to it. So uh, Good. We'll, we'll schedule that for sometime soon. Jimmy's a good interview. He is a good interview, that's for <laughs> sure. So he said he was going to have a powwow last night with uh, Derek McDonald, who's the uh, regional coach, okay. and uh, Serge Lafontaine, who from Royal Ottawa, who helps out, uh, whose daughter, actually I didn't have it in the notes, but his daughter, uh, Ashley, just won her first NCAA tournament in just her second start at Elon uh, University. Went uh, 75-68-68 for that victory, so congratulations to her as well. Mm-hmm. And Obviously, she's been a, a strong player in the OVGA and, and GAL and or Golf Ontario and Golf Canada for quite some time now. Do people still have powwows? I, I guess so, yeah. And she's a member of Royal Ottawa. We should mention that. So, Okay. Well, I guess what we're having is a powwow right now, right? Sure. Exactly. Okay. One last thing in the news front, then we got to take a break. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, Season-long uh, competition on the East Coast Pro Tour wrapped up. Uh, mm-hmm. Long Sue's uh, uh, Ty Salone. Sil- 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 <laughs> it's not that it's hard. It's a Salone. Um, <laughs> nine under total. Yeah, uh, earned. Uh, yeah, and that was only. Yeah, that was only for twenty-seven holes. They had uh, they got washed out, so they ended up only playing twenty-seven holes. But uh, you know, he won their Players Championship. That was his second event uh, winning of the year, and he actually needed that. Um, to surpass uh, Sebastian Zermak to win the season-long um, competition, which is their nice. golf in cup, and that also earned him uh, an <clears throat> excuse me expenses 
to DP World Tour qualifying for a stage. I think right. he's going to go to Corn Ferry Tour qualifying instead. Okay. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that. I believe he made mention of that. I just had a quick message back and with, forth with him on, on Instagram. But, uh, you know, a great season by him for his first pro season to get two yeah, wins. Yeah, definitely. Um, starting out on the East Coast Pro Tour. And uh, uh, Dunrobin's uh, Jake Bryson, or Stittsville, I guess now. Yes. Uh, Jake Bryson uh, finished second. He's part of the three-way tie for second there as well. So a couple of good young up-and-coming players. Uh, Ty played at Eastern Michigan and, and Jake played at Utah Valley State and both from Eastern Ontario. Um, so great. It's good to see and, uh, you know, continued success to both of them. Cool. All right. Um, great front nine. Totally under uh, under par from quality over par. Never, never mind. That's a dumb analogy. What the <laughs> good, heck kind good, of stupid analogy was wow. that? I was trying to do like an under par, but then it makes it sound like it was a terrible front nine when really it was a good front nine because we were under par. <laughs> Golf oh analogies and and podcasts don't always work, people. Okay, yeah, exactly. we got to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get into that lesson T uh, with uh, with Jake Kane, and we're going to talk some Presidents Cup. So uh, hang with us, and uh, we'll be right back. At Ping, we're an engineering company. Success is measured in the lab and on your scorecard. We focus on results, your results. In the G four twenty five Max driver. That means more time in the fairway, less time in the rough. It means longer drives, shorter approach shots, and fewer putts. The new G425 drivers, taking MOI to the max. Get fit today. Visit ca.ping.com to learn more about G425. And we are back. Uh, here on the Flagstick Podcast with uh, myself, Jeff Botter, and Scott McLeod after a one-week hiatus. Uh, and um, we want to jump right out to the lesson T and uh, hear what uh, our good buddy Jake Haim has to say about uh, improving your driving of the golf ball. So without further ado, let's head to the lesson T with Jake. And the lesson T is, as always, brought to you by the Kevin Haim Golf School. Um if you're looking to improve your game, improve your putting, improve your driving, uh, looking for a, uh, a fitting, you know, a club fitting, um, then head on over to kevinheim.com. Check that out. And uh, remember that better golf is a lot more fun. All right. Off to the lesson tee we go. Jake, take it away. All right, golfers. Jake came here for another quick tip. And today we're going to talk about one of my favorite simple drills to help work on your path and swing direction. Many of us, whether it's because we get stuck on our back foot or we come over the top in our downswings, wind up swinging too down and in on the golf ball, which for a right-handed golfer means on swinging down and to the left. That's the major cause of a lot of our slices. It makes it very difficult to compress my driver properly. One really simple thing I can do to help is take a water bottle and I put it just inside my target line and a little farther forward towards my target to encourage me to swing more up through the golf ball and out to my actual target, which to me will feel like a swing out to the right. If I can do that properly, I can bump the ball more to my actual target, compress my drives better, and help me eliminate my slice. All right, well, driving tips, there's lots of them, and that one is, uh, that one is once again, a really good one, and 
pretty self-explanatory. So yeah. with everything that we have to get to in the podcast, we're not going to dive in too much into detail and dissect Jake's tip because I think that one you <laughs> can probably figure out on your own. So yeah. we're going to leave that alone and uh and we're gonna we're gonna dive into our back nine because we want to we want to get to President's Cup talk. So um the uh the back nine is brought to you by Golf Sim Gurus, and uh now is the perfect time. If you're thinking about getting uh, a golf simulator installed in your home, uh, in your garage, on your roof, whatever it is that you want to do, the the guys at Golf Sim Gurus are are there for you. Custom made golf simulator setups to your specs, to your budget. Visit GolfSimGurus.ca for more information. And now get to it, uh, get to it because winter's see- coming. Yeah, I see Andy and the Golf Sim Gurus guys. Yes, uh, obviously have their uh, sister company, Celtic uh, Celtic, Celtic Golf, Golf Center. Centers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I saw they're now revealing that they're working on that. We've obviously known that's happening for quite some time south of Ottawa. Um, but yeah, that'll be interesting to follow and see how that goes. I know you're doing some work for them. I too, am. So. Um, did a logo design <laughs> for them, doing some yep. marketing stuff for them right now. Actually, just working with the the local media there and getting some advertising started to, with respect to the opening, which is coming. I believe we're talking about October the third. So, mm, cool. um, I just uh, just saw a text flash on my phone there from Andy. So I guess I'm going to be busy <laughs> this afternoon. Um, but yeah, it, it's an awesome setup they got in Kempville. Uh, yeah. Five simulators. Yeah. Five. Six. five is it not six? No, five no, it bands? was six, but they, okay. he reduced it to five to make the space bigger. All right. Okay. So he was going to get six in there and he thought, no, you know, yes, six would be better, you know, dollars right. and cents, all that. But five sure. made for more space. Nice. And that's what he was going for. So he had five simulators, Sam Putt Lab. Um, yeah, a track in stuff. there. Lots of TVs. 200 courses now. I know I just downloaded yeah. six more yesterday for Trackman. So, yeah, it's it, crazy. Uh, it is insane um, yeah. what they're doing. And uh, our good buddy Watsy is the the project manager. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, he's, he's going crazy, putting up walls, drywall. And oh yeah. my God, it's a, it's awesome. I had, I had a chance to go look at it last week because uh, nice. I wanted to take a look. So I drove to Kempville and had a little tour right on the main street in Kempville too. Like not the main highway street, like in right. main yeah, Kempville, yeah, yeah. like actual yeah. Kempville. Um, cool. Awesome. It's going to be good. Yeah. Anyway, looking forward to seeing that. Yes. It will be uh, wonderful. Um, we'll probably have some events out there and uh, hint, hint. Andy has talked about potentially jumping in as a major sponsor of the two ball next year as well. So cool. <clears throat> yeah, that would, that would be great if we had uh, some events out there that could be, yes. that could be fun. So stay yeah. tuned. Dear listener, dear watcher, our who knows what flagstick.com is going to do next. We're unpredictable. All right. I don't even know what we're going to do. All <laughs> right. President's Cup. Yeah. Um, exciting. I like the President's Cup. Okay. I like team so, events. So let's get to that. That's okay. our first question okay. to address. Uh Excited about it? Not excited about uh, it? Will you be watching? Not watching? I tell, tell me and tell me why. I am going to watch because number one, I'm a golf guy. Uh, first and foremost, I well, I, I, so. I love golf. Um, <laughs> I love I love team events like this. Uh, yeah. I love match play, so I love it even mm-hmm. more. Um, I love the golf course. Um, what I and I and I frankly. Uh, so that's why I'm going to watch. 
So that's okay. the answer. So you question. will be that is, Yes, I'm going to watch. And that is why I'm going to watch because of all those things. Okay. Um, the President's Cup is not, you know, if, if, if there was something else going on this weekend that wasn't golf related, that was really of interest to me, I don't think that I would go out of my way crazy to make sure that I was parked in front of the TV to watch well, it live. Yeah, I think I'd be I mean, okay PVRing it and watching yeah. it later on at night. I, I don't think... Time. I don't know if everybody watches it from sun up to sundown. I mean, I do I if it's think... the Ryder Cup. Like, uh, do you really? Yeah, if it's the Ryder Cup, unless mm. the, unless there's a reason why I can't. Uh, the Ryder Cup okay. to me is like a major. Like, I mean, okay. I watch majors. I get, I, get, I get that, but we also have some Canadian involvement here. Does that not play a role? In, it plays in a watching? bit of a role in it, but I mean, it's, we actually it's... have a side here. It's golf first, yeah. But I, I'm, I mean, I'm on the international side anyway, whether there were Canadians playing or not. I mean, I'm. I'm sure. cheering for the international squads because I, I I like a lot of those guys. But um, the fact that there's Canadians in it, yes, I mean, I mean, it makes a bit of a difference to me. But at the end of the day, for me, it's golf, and and right. I'm you know I'm more I'm more tuned into it because of the fact that there's two Canadians in it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. It's still I'm still more Ryder Cup than Presidents Cup. I still right. feel like the Presidents Cup, even though there's Canadians in it, I still feel like the Presidents Cup is the PGA Tour's way of saying we want an event too, because they can't have the PGA, the the, the Ryder Cup, because that's the PGA of America. Correct. Um, it doesn't have the it's built history, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have. Plus, I mean, what the international team has won two, yeah, uh, one, oh, one, 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 and one tied. and tied. Yeah, I mean, you know, back when back when the Ryder Ryder Cup first was was born um and it was the you know it was the gb and i um as opposed to the european team the the american team was was winning everything then too so they changed they changed things up a little bit to make it more competitive and now the Ryder cup is like you know i hate you um the president's (laughs) cup i don't i don't get president's cup i don't get i hate you i get i get hey buddy how's it going let's have a party you know i mean to me it seems like more of an exhibition competitive exhibition event which is fine they're they're both exhibitions doesn't matter what you think but the rider Rider cup Cup. they just feel like the rider cup right now and maybe that'll change down the road with the president's cup if they make some changes uh, which i know they're talking about but i just don't i don't get the same sort of um um, I mean, golf is supposed to be a f- you know fun and friendly and everything, but I mean, let's mm-hmm. face it: when the Ryder Cup, those guys, you know, not that the international team does not want to beat the Americans, mm-hmm. but it's not as palpable um, mm. as when with the European team and the Americans. It's like it's almost like oh. you're you're my sworn enemy, and I want to I want to yeah. drop nails on your forehead. Like it's yeah, and maybe that's just my opinion and my perception of it, but that's how I feel when I watch it. Yeah, I, I think the Ryder Cup, obviously, the history makes the difference. I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking about an event that started in 1994 versus something that started in the 1930s. So there's time there for that for that rivalry, I guess, to exist. But we should take into account here that when we're talking about, you know, international. We have a chance now to showcase players from around the world where yes. Ryder Cup is restricted and only has USA and then GB&I in Europe. Yeah. Um, you know, so we don't really have, you know, the same scope and obviously golf is an international game now. So I'm not saying I, I put more value on the president's cup than the Ryder cup. Certainly. I, I would say there's certainly more hype for the Ryder cup and that hype usually comes and emanates from the U S media more than anything. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it emanates as well from the players. 
that said, yeah, you know what? Am, am I going to be in front of my TV nonstop? No, I don't think so. But, um, you know, based on kind of, we're just at the start of the wraparound PGA Tour season. You know, there's qualifying schools and stuff going on. I mean, the French Open this week and the DP World Tour, it's the best option right mm -hmm. now as far as watching golf, probably the most exciting for golf. And as you said, with, uh, you know, with Corey Connors, uh, with Taylor Pendrith being on there, uh, you know, Mike wears back as a, as a captain's assistant, you know, obviously he has a long history with the president's cup, you know, that makes it more compelling to watch and see how those, yeah. those players do. Um, it, it's also over four days, which is, I kind of like as well, Ryder cup three days, mm -hmm. um, different format. I think we get to see more players here. Um, we get to see them play more just cause there's, there's more points yeah. involved. Um, but, um, and you know, I, I think it'll be interesting and I think, you know, people, if they haven't seen Quail Hollow, I mean, they should have seen Quail Hollow if yeah, they watched the so. Wells Fargo championship. Uh, I was there in 2017 for the PGA championship and got to watch it then, uh, they've changed up the four of the, uh, the routing of the golf course, mm -hmm. uh, which actually makes it quite exciting. I love this idea. Yeah, it is idea. a really good idea as far as the change in the routing because it just brings in the holes that will provide a little bit more drama earlier or sorry yes. well, later and actually and uh what it means though is that um there's a really good chance from a setup standpoint to create some extra excitement well and, a, a uh, lot of the whole a lot of the matches will not go to 18. oh of course not. And, there's, not a, so, there's not even so, a grand there's not even a big grandstand match. so having those having those finishing holes at the point in the match in the round where they expect most of the matches to finish. Yeah. That's, that's a massive idea. I mean, I love yeah. that idea yeah. of doing that because those are the holes of quail hollow, especially there's yeah. a drivable part four in there, the yeah. 18th, like that it stretch is. of 16, 17, 18. Yeah. It's crazy tough. And... I'd be very interested actually to see, I mean, I haven't had that discussion with uh, Ryan Hart. He's the uh, tournament director for the 2024 president's cup at Royal Montreal. And, you know, I saw him at the CP women's open, but I'd be very interested and not that, not that Royal Montreal, you know, is dull, especially coming down the stretch, but it'd be very interesting to see if they're considering any alterations there. Uh, obviously they have a drivable par four that's at, you know, kind of at 14 there, mm -hmm. um, water comes into play 16 or, uh, 15, 16, 17, 18. They probably don't need it. Um, but it would be interesting to see if they're considering any alterations there, but yeah, yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing here is match play. I love yeah. match play. Oh, yeah. I, I really do. And, you know, when we look at the odds and, and what we're expecting here, you know, everybody expects the U S to dominate here. Mm -hmm. Obviously they have throughout yeah. the history of the event. Uh, the smart guys at, at Data Golf, the Corsheen brothers, who uh, many people will be familiar and coming from the Ottawa area, have gone on to create a, um, a website called Data Golf that does a lot of analysis. But they're giving actually the internationals about a 20% chance to win. And last I checked, 20% chance is better than nothing. That's for sure. And these are great players. These are still yeah. some fantastic players. So um, they've got the skills to make it happen. And just because... You know, just because a player looks great on paper, anything can happen in match play. Well, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, statistics are great and everything, and that's awesome. And I'm sure that they factor match play into their into their data, and they factor the individual players, you know, as far as their statistics, as, as far as driving distance and accuracy and Strokes so on. Strokes gain, but, they've got everything. But at the there. same yeah. time, when, when you're talking about match play, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I look at the names on the international team, 
mm-hmm. you know, and I, I see, I see Hideki Matsuyama, I see Sanjay M, I see T- Tom Kim, I see Corey Connors, Adam Scott, uh, Mito Pereira, uh, uh, KH Lee from South Korea, Sebastian Munoz from Colombia, um, Taylor Pendrith from Canada, Cam Davis, Siwoo, like, I mean, yeah, my gosh, I, I mean, this is not. A lot of times you watch the international team, you see the, the names and you'll you'll look at the names on the list and you go, Who? Who? Right. Who? Yeah. And then you go, yeah, Oh, yeah, I, know yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know that yeah. guy. Oh, I know that guy. I know every single name on this list of internationals. Yeah. I'm I'm aware of every single one of these players. I can't pronounce all their names, but I'm aware of them. <laughs> and yeah, that's the first time I've seen an yeah. international team list where I've been able to do that and say, Okay, mm. well, wait a second here. Twenty percent. Um, yeah, I look at the, I, I look at the, uh, I, I'd the Americans and I'm like, I'd rank it higher. Yeah, I would, because I, I mean, I look too. at some of the Colin Morikawa has not been playing the greatest as of late. He's been playing. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Billy Horschel. I mean, I know why he's there. Um, yeah. he's a great player, but he's also, he's also a team guy. I mean, yeah. you know, he's yeah, a yeah, good yeah. player, but he's a good captain's pick. Yeah. Uh, Spieth. He's been hit and miss, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's the thing when you have these rollover points, right? It's not. Your, your points well, are that's not accumulated over just yeah. the last year. And I think, you know, and I think we'll talk about format changes and things like that. I think that's something they really need to start considering with these events is, mm-hmm. is this two year qualification thing where you're able to, you're accumulating points built over a, over a, a two year period of time. I don't think they should be doing, I think you should be qualifying for these teams the year that the event is mm-hmm. happening because they don't yep. pick the teams until then anyway. Right. So yeah. why do you have to have a two year qualification period when you're not actually picking the team until, yeah. s- until like September anyway? Yeah. And I think, you know, you're right. As far as form is certainly important as far as golf and you know, what a player looks like two years ago versus now can be totally different a hundred percent. So, you know, even if we look at a player like Taylor Prendis, who's, you know, kind of the lowest ranked player there just out the, outside the top 100 in the world. But um, you know, he's a great captain's pick because if you look at his play of recently, he's top five in a lot of categories. Uh, he's been on such a hot streak and that's what you want. You want players that are on form, not players that, you know, earn the points, a year and a half ago mm-hmm. well, and yeah. are maybe not playing their best right now. So even if they have a history, you know, you look at somebody's reputation, um, but who knows how, how they're going to play and how they're going to respond. So uh, I agree with you there, you know, uh, when it comes to things like the captain's pick, you know, they become very important uh, and they're not just leftovers. In fact, they're the players a lot of times that are, you know, on form. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing the same thing. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, one, uh, we go to just picking from the last year for a certain number. So let's say it's four spots on the team and the rest be captain's picks. I, I think that makes totally it even more, agree more with exciting. That. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't always agree on everything, Scott. Getting <laughs> back. Um, but I completely 100% agree with that, that there should be more, more captain's picks and, and less, um, and less uh, guaranteed spots uh, yeah, based on two years. Guaranteed based spot. on two years. Yeah. Earn that, earn that yeah. guaranteed spot. Bottom yeah. line. That's yeah. what I want. Now, now who are you looking for? I mean, we're mentioning lots of players here. Who do you think are, are going to be the standout players for uh, the U S and the international? And you don't have to have any logic for this. No. You just have to sort of think, Oh, I've got a feeling this player is going to play well and perform well uh, for the team. Wow. I think on the U.S. side of it, I think that the that I would be shocked if Scheffler 
Cantley, Shoffley, um, uh, Tony Finau, I think is going to be really good in, in, yep. in, in this type don't, of don't format. Pick, don't too. pick them all. Just pick. No, just I know. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say my, my picks for, for, for guys that are really going to show Scheffler yeah. and Finau are, are okay. on the U S are my, my two guys that I think now on the international side of it, it's a little tougher because although I do know the names, I, they're, you know, their uh, play is not as top in my mind because a lot of them don't, don't uh, play over here. They play the DP. Um, but um, I'm really excited to see what Taylor Pendrith does yep. because his yep. season was so short, but it was so good yeah. uh, when he played. Yeah. And it was um, only short because he missed that four and a half in yeah. the middle, but he played great at the players championship heading into that break, yes. had the rib injury and then came back. And as we mentioned, you know, I think it was five of six events where he was top 15 after that. So yeah, you're yeah. right. He, he's got, he's got some heat going to. And, and I like, um, and I like Sanjay M. Mm, yeah. um, so if I, if I had to pick two from there, those would be my two. Now I could pick yeah. a lot more, but those would be yeah, my yeah, two. Yeah. Sanjay M and, and I'm maybe not picking Taylor Pendrith to be dominant in, in that respect, but I'm no, but really excited curious to, watch him to see play. because yeah. of how he's been playing coming into it, yeah. that he, and the way he earned his spot was yeah. on the, on the, on the heels of the four of the, the format of earning your spot that you and I had discussed yeah. or just talked yeah. about in that. You know, he was picked because of how he was playing coming into and right. momentum and that kind of thing is, uh, you know, it plays a huge part. So, uh, yeah, those are my okay. two. Well, uh, so I'll give you my picks and then I've got a question for you regarding sure. those players. So um, I might have an answer. To, hopefully, um, I would say keep an eye on Sam Burns. Sam Burns. Uh, obviously had a lot of success. Uh, a gritty guy. Uh, I think he can do some things that are pretty exciting. Um Cantley's always sneaky, but Cam Young, obviously the dude's dude's been hot. Um, you know he's played really, really well. Uh, he's a rookie going going into this, but uh, I'd be very interested to kind of follow him and see what he's going to do. And, and on the international side, uh, Taylor, uh, I'm with you on that one. Uh, but Sebastian Munoz, yeah. um, really good dude. Uh, got to see him up close for nine good holes here at the RBC Canadian Open last year. Uh, was caddying in the Pro-Am for a player who actually was paired up with him. And he has definitely got some skills uh, that will be useful. And so I'm keeping an eye on them. So here's my question. Yes, sir. If you were playing in the President's Cup, yes, sir. doesn't matter what side that you're on, I want you to pick one player out of the 24 that you would think you would be a good pairing with. Who would you like to play with for whatever reason? Who would you like to play with as a partner? If you had to play with them in every single match for the 22 President's Cup here at Quail Hollow. Hmm. Based on what I know of the players, <clears throat> yeah. and uh, pardon me if this is going to sound like a Canadian bias thing, <laughs> but based on what I know about the players, I think that I would pair up very well with Corey Connors. Okay. And I'll explain to you why. Um, the reason being... Is he that, plays more golf than you. Okay. <laughs> every, I think everybody plays more golf than I do. Um, the one thing about my game that is, no matter how much golf I play, yeah. that is extremely consistent yeah. is um, I'm in play. Okay. I'm I'm in play 
Like, I mean, I'm not saying that I hit everything perfect, but I'm always in play. I don't make doubles very often because of how I'm hitting the ball. And I make doubles right now because of how I'm my, got a terrible short game. But, um, and Corey Connors is deadly accurate. He's mm-hmm. a great ball striker. He hits the ball very straight and has, has length. He's not Taylor Pendrith long, but he's no. long. I think that in this type of a format where, you know, it's mostly a best ball thing. And then you get into an alternate shot situation. I mm-hmm. think that, you know, and that's only based on how I play and how he plays. Obviously, Corey hey, Connor and I are it's never going to. Yeah, it's so hypothetical because it is not going to happen. <laughs> Tell you that right <laughs> now. Um, I'd love to play with Corey Connors, but um, but I think that the matching, you know, sometimes you try to match up guys. Like, well, this guy hits it really long. This guy has right. a great short game. This guy's yeah. accurate. You want to pair these two maybe there's a reason why Pendrith and Connors are not paired up together right now uh, mm-hmm. as of as of today they're not playing together but but yeah. that doesn't mean that they're not going to I think he's playing with uh uh Tom uh Tom Kim Tom Kim I think is his partner today uh Connors is I think I think anyway um that's my yeah I think that would be because I think you'd you'd, you'd be in play all the time you'd be right. having birdie putts all the time yeah. and I think that uh that sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, but it's not really what I'm going for here. No. What about you, Scotty Mac? Uh, Who's your partner? Other than me, because we know that, you know, the deadly sure. accuracy of the long irons is. Oh, is yeah. Incredible. Well, you know, we have had team success. So yes. uh, we'll, we'll we'll go with that. Um, you, you know what? I'm thinking Colin Morikawa for me. Really? Yeah. You know what? Um, Pea shooter. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I've I've got some. I've got a couple extra yards. You so do I'm, have I'm okay yards. For that. You are. Um, right. My putting is a little less shaky than his can be sometimes or whatever. But yeah, I, I would say that irons are the weakest part of my game. So and his, not the weakest part of his game. Exactly. So I think from a complimentary standpoint, yeah, uh, I think we'd have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video where he was talking about, you know, kind of finding the joy in the game and stuff like that. And I, I think we get along that way. Mm-hmm. I've, n- I've never met Colin Morikawa. I've watched him at the 2019 RBC, um, <clears throat> his PJ tour debut. And, and uh, you know, he looked like he was having a great time. So um, I, I think that'd just be a good fit. So interesting hypothetical. Yes. Um, but, Very uh, interesting hypothetical. Yeah. So, but anyways, oh, uh, so I think, Colin, I think Colin for me. So, okay. So, um let's let's wrap up the president's cup discussion with uh the uh, with a quick little discussion of our own a powwow if you will um on the most recent question uh topic uh regarding the president's cup to sort of been put out there and that was the involvement of uh women mm-hmm. uh, yep. on i think some people mis- maybe misinterpreted what they what was being put out there because some people I think interpreted as though they do the alternate years have a women's team and have a men's team I don't think that's what they were going no. for I think they were going for a mixed mixed, mixed so you team. have some women from the LPGA on the international side like um yeah like a six and six yeah so so where do you stand on on that where what do you think about that and then and then I'll give my two cents and then I put po- I want to pose another alternate alternate yeah. method to the well, president's cup I like the idea. I'm not sure if it'll happen because it's the PJ tour that owns this, not the LPJ tour. So mm-hmm. there's some issues there regarding, you know, revenue and things like that. Um, obviously currently the format with some of their events actually falls in the same year, 
right now. So there's some discussion about logistics with that as far as Solheim Cup conflicting usually the same year. Um, so there are some definitely some logistics. Certainly there are some women's competitions already, but would I love to see a mixed event? Yeah, I'd love to see a mixed mm-hmm. event. Do I necessarily think it needs to be at the President's Cup? I don't know. Um, it's already got obviously a certain profile so that it would make it uh, helpful and, and bring more profile uh, to that. Would I like to see it? If 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 we had to snap our fingers and all the logistics are put aside with, you know, revenue sharing, with, you know, competing with other events and things like that, in a utopia world, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would love to see it. I think it would be fun. I think it would be interesting. I think it would add some different elements as far as strategy is concerned because obviously you know there's different skill sets generally within some of the players you know obviously there's a difference in length um you know there's a definitely a greater level of accuracy for players at lower club head speed that's that's just fact more than Mm -hmm. anything um so there's some different elements that sort of come in there that would make it distinguished from Mm -hmm. other events that are out there so i think it'd be interesting from from that aspect of it okay so my take on it is this. Um, would I like to see a mixed event? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Would I like to see it be an alteration of the current format of the President's Cup? No. And my only reason for that is this is not a male-female thing. Um, I think that that they've they're building a history right. uh, yeah. with the President's Cup. Yeah. And I think that they need to get the format of the president's cup right as it mm-hmm. is now um, right. within the confines of the PGA tour and the, and the, and the DP world tour and so on before they look at, at moving and shifting into, um, into right. a mixed gender. So you uh, would rather event. see a separate new competition. Yeah. I'd rather see a yeah, separate I'm new competition. That. That's tough. That. And to me, that's tougher too, because you've already got Ryder cup and then president's cup, then Ryder cup and president's cup and Ryder Solheim cup. So cup. What, and you got Solheim cup is every four years, isn't it? Crown and crown international. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. you know, you're, there's a lot going on and then you've got the regular tour schedules and, you know, they do need a break and, and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know how they how they would fit it in, how they would work it in now. Yeah. What I would like to see as an alteration to the President's Cup, and maybe this can happen and maybe this can't happen, but if there's going to be a modification to the event that does not change necessarily the format of the event itself too much, would be to have the winner of the the winning Ryder Cup country Mm-hmm. be the one that plays the international team on those alternate years for the president's cup. Um, so you're talking about a, you know, a try competition. Yeah, sort of, because the one thing that I, that I, the one thing that I think the president's cup is missing or that right now, the European team plays the United States for the Ryder cup. That's the history. That's not going to change. The internationals are never going to be involved in that unless they unless they start to open up Europe as you know to include Asia and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and everything. But that's saying. not that's not likely going to happen. Sure. The Presidents Cup was created to give the international team an opportunity to form a team like a Ryder Cup event and play against. Yeah. It the was America. also it was also created by the PGA Tour, right? Money. So that so is we have, why we have to think the PGA about that as well. Tour yeah. is. You know, why the Americans are the are the premier team 
playing mm-hmm. against the internationals. But but the European team now doesn't have the opportunity to play the international team. Mm-hmm. And that would be kind of cool in mm-hmm. a way to see a European team play the international team. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that, again, maybe that's another event, but it's yeah. then you then you get now you're talking about another event. You want to do yeah. a mixed event, you want to do this. I just yeah. think it would be cool to see a European team play against an international team. You know, yep. I, I don't know. I don't know how that would look and how it would work in a minute. We're just throwing, we're throwing spaghetti at the wall here and we're not yeah, even yeah, expecting sure. it to stick. Yep. So, um, but we're just talking. We're powwowing. It's, it's and just like, just like Twitter. Everybody just throwing stuff out. Exactly. There, right? Exactly. Yep. So, yep. um, yeah. Whatever the case, you know what? Um, I'll be, uh, watching some of it, uh, today. I'll be yeah, watching some of it over the weekend. I. Curious to see how it is. It's great to see some of the top players in the world compete, uh, even if there are some other ones that are maybe not there and competing, and that's a whole other topic. But uh, you know what? Um, Yeah, it's going to be fun viewing. And, you know, if anybody's got some other thoughts on the President's Cup, you know, players, ideas, formats, you can always drop a comment here on the YouTube or, you know, send us a message on, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, whatever the case may be. Exactly. Okay. well, uh, we do have a product watch to get to. I'm just wondering if we should if we should pop a quick break and then come back with that, or maybe we should maybe we should power through here. We, what do you think, Scott? What All do you right. Think? Well, why don't why don't we get to it pretty quickly? Yeah, the product okay. watch is not going to be too deep this week, but uh, yeah, we just got a, a neat product, uh, especially with people, you know, kind of getting into some different things. But uh, you know, maybe okay. you. Uh, Product Watch. Uh, Product Watch is uh, brought to you by Greensboro Golf and Country Club, as always. Uh, Two great championship 18-hole golf courses to choose from, Premier and Legacy. Um, You're looking to play some golf this fall. Another great golf course for uh, for fall golf. Visit greensmere.com and uh, book your tee times there. Uh, Yeah, 100%. All right, Product Watch, Scott. Putter ruler. What the heck yeah. is a putter ruler? <laughs> well, you know what? A lot of people are going to be working on their uh, their short games, especially putting uh, indoors as we had into the winter season. And uh, you know what? I, I traditionally make use of a, a ruler uh, as far as rolling a golf ball on it to get players to kind of work on their start line and do different things. Uh, Gareth Rufleski, who uh, many people might be familiar with, who works with about, uh, you know, at least 60 players on the LPJ Tour, including Paul Rito, who won the CP Women's Open, a lot of other number one players. Uh, he's got a series of training aids, and one of them is his putting ruler. So it's a modified version of a standard yardstick. And basically, it's got some extra elements to it. It's got a standard yardstick sort of on one side. You flip it over, and then it's got colored sections on the other side. So cool. it makes it easier to work on your uh, your tempo as far as you know, basically getting the length of your stroke back and mm-hmm. forth and getting it more even. allows you to calibrate. Uh, by, you know, setting up on a green, you know, getting ready to play around, kind of see where that same length stroke, what type of distance it creates. So again, you kind of get a feel for it, work on your alignment, uh, really works, let you work in your start line. You just put the golf ball on top of the ruler and then roll it down that and see if you can keep the face square enough so that you can send the ball down the first three feet, which is, you know, how long this ruler is. And if you can do that, you can control your start line better. And, you know, as opposed to a traditional yardstick that you might buy that might be metal this is a little wider so it has a little bit more forgiveness very difficult <laughs> to, to use some of the other ones uh so really help you out with your speed control that start line uh sells for about 40 dollars 
um, you know, really cool stuff. You can think uh, Catalyst Golf uh, is the website where it gets sold through. Uh, but Gareth Rafleski's putting roller, uh, cool little tool that you can make use of indoors or outdoors and uh, something you want to look at to work on your, uh, your putting this winter or, you know, during the season as well. Cool. We got this up on uh, on flagstick.com yet? Yep. Uh, I don't know how to have it up there yet, but All I right. will certainly will. Well, it will be. In the meantime, catalystgolf.com is where you can find it to purchase it. Uh, and if you give us a couple of days, we'll have it up there on uh, flagstick.com for you to read more about it if you want to check it out there. I like it. It looks cool. It is cool. Uh, I've seen it in use a lot. so I'm an outstanding putter, so I know work on putting no yeah okay can you go with that no. all Everybody right great show jeff yes great you show scott awesome good, show i uh, love the president's cup talk uh next week hopefully maybe we get a chance to chit chat about your your trip a little bit more we'll two see. weeks i think two weeks I'll be away yeah so that's week, right so. too so ladies and gentlemen <laughs> god is uh gone out west next Sorry. week so he but he'll be gathering some data i will uh to share with us on the following week on the podcast so um, you can listen to some old podcasts and then come back and listen to a fresh one in a couple of weeks. So there you go. Perfect. Um, thank you to our sponsors, Metcalf Golf Club, Golf Sim Gurus, Greensmere Golf and Country Club, Kevin Heem Golf School, and our presenting sponsor this week, Ping Golf Canada. If you are looking to improve your game, you need to check out the entire family of Ping G425 drivers, fairway woods, hybrids, and irons at ca.ping.com. Um, thanks again for everybody for uh, listening, uh, downloading the podcast, watching us on YouTube. Be sure to follow us across all social media networks, as always, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, subscribe on uh, Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like us. Click the notification bell. Make sure you get every single episode as soon as it drops because you don't want to miss anything. And subscribe to that YouTube yes, channel. Please subscribe to that YouTube channel. Um, get over to flagstick.com for even more great content published every single day. Uh, as always, we appreciate you tuning in to us. I am Jeff Botter. I'm Scott McLeod. Always remember, go for the stick.